See ya. Bye. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. The government considers whether to tighten COVID-19 measures after a man tests positive after 21 days of hotel quarantine. A survey suggests the pandemic is taking a toll on the mental health of students. And China and the United States pledge to work together on climate change. The government says it's considering whether it's going to further tighten flight restrictions and hotel quarantine measures after a man who'd returned from Dubai tested positive for COVID-19 after completing 21 days of quarantine. Health Secretary Sophia Chan said an investigation found nothing amiss with the hotel ventilation and pipes. When asked whether quarantine should be lengthened to 28 days, she told a radio show that only 4% of cases were detected on the 19th day of quarantine. She said it was likely more flights from high-risk countries would be banned. Starting from the 14th of April, we have already strengthened uh, our suspension of flights um, mechanism. And uh, if we look at the past data uh, uh, from March to uh, now, we have already suspended uh, seven uh, flights uh, for 14 days uh, from different countries. Uh, and therefore, with this new uh, mechanism, we envisage that uh, uh, we will be suspending more flights. The minister also noted that COVID-19 vaccines offered the best protection around 14 days after the second dose. She was commenting after one of yesterday's confirmed cases had tested positive seven days after receiving the second Sinovac jab. The Welfare Secretary, Law Chi Kwong, said it was highly likely flights coming from the Philippines would be banned for 14 days under the current measures due to the outbreak over there. He reminded domestic helpers, their employers and agencies to plan ahead. Writing on his blog, the Chief Secretary, Matthew Chung, also expressed concern about the local case from Dubai with the new mutation. He urged people to get vaccinated as there were signs of a rebound in infections. Sources, meanwhile, say there are 30 confirmed cases today, with only one local case linked to a previous infection and the rest imported. A survey measuring pupil stress levels ahead of the upcoming university entrance examination suggests the coronavirus pandemic is taking a toll on their mental well-being. More than 1,700 Form 6 pupils were polled by the Hokkiao Club and they rated their stress levels at 7.6 out of 10. That's slightly lower than last year's record high of 8.1 and the second highest score since the Diploma of Secondary Education was introduced in 2012. The Hokkiao Club student guidance consultant, Ng Po Sheng, says pupils have had difficulty releasing their stress. Because of the social distancing or some suspension of sport or some activities. In the past, um, even the students have some pressure from the DSC. They can do something like go to sport, play with their classmates, which is quite uh, effectively to reduce the pressure. But this year, maybe the student cannot do so many things to reduce their pressure level. So that's why, in general, the pressure index for the student this year is higher. The chief executive of the Hong Kong Science and Technology Park, Albert Wong, is warning that tech companies will look outside the city for opportunities if the SAR fails to attract enough talent. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, Mr Wong said there was a major talent mismatch in the annual Science and Technology Park's career expo last year, with less than a fifth of vacancies in the sector being filled. If you love technology, if you are committed to pursuing a career in research and development, 
Go after your dream. Work hard. There are opportunities. This window of opportunity for our talents will be open for a short time and a short time only. Hong Kong is still a good place to attract, develop, and retain talent. Four of our universities are ranked among the top 50 in the world. The Hong Kong government is investing heavily in technology and innovation. But if such talent shortage continues, recruiters will go elsewhere. China and the United States say they're committed to working together and with other countries on tackling climate change. In a joint statement after a visit by the U.S. climate envoy, John Kerry, they said they'd agree to press ahead with their respective emission reduction goals, as well as to help developing countries finance a switch to low-carbon energy. Speaking in South Korea, Mr. Kerry said many countries had pledged to achieve carbon neutrality. It's not easy for any country. We all face this challenge. But Europe has set a goal of 55% reduction. The UK has set a goal of 68% reduction. Many other countries, Japan has considered a higher level than it's at now, by a significant amount, in the high 40s, I think, or somewhere. And we're evaluating right now what we ourselves can do with a view to trying to raise the ambition. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past one. President Biden has described the situation of the imprisoned Russian opposition activist Alexei Navalny as totally unfair and inappropriate. Mr Navalny had been on hunger strike for nearly three weeks and his doctors warned that blood tests indicate he's at risk of kidney and heart failure. The BBC's Sarah Rainsford reports from Moscow. The prison hasn't commented on the warnings, but they come after Alexei Navalny himself said staff there had threatened to end his fast by force-feeding him. With the fierce Kremlin critic in prison, Russia's prosecutor is now acting against his anti-corruption foundation and network of political officers. He wants them designated as extremists, claiming they're plotting revolution. It's a move that's clearly intended to scare Vladimir Putin's most vocal and active opponents into silence. Anyone linked to either structure could face criminal prosecution. President Biden says he'll increase the number of refugees admitted to the United States this year, above the cap of 15,000 set by his predecessor, Donald Trump. Mr Biden's comments come a day after his administration extended the 15,000 limit until September. Democrats and refugee advocates want a much higher figure. Mr Biden said his first priority was to deal with what he called the crisis at the border with Mexico, where there had been a surge of young people seeking asylum. A study in Brazil has found that six out of ten households are facing food insecurity as a result of the pandemic. Government financial handouts to the poorest have been reduced, even though infections and deaths are still soaring. Here's the BBC's Mark Lowen. A recent study has concluded that just under 60% of Brazilian households do not have sufficient access to enough food. The coordinator of a charity distributing aid in Sao Paulo's favelas told us he feared residents would soon start to loot supermarkets in despair. It's all led to a drop in support for President Bolsonaro, who is heavily criticised for mismanaging the pandemic and for his slow vaccine procurement. He maintains his opposition to a lockdown, claiming that Brazilians will soon return to normal life. The United Nations Nuclear Agency has confirmed Iran has started enriching uranium to higher levels than previously achieved, complicating ongoing international talks over a deal with Tehran. The International Atomic Energy Agency said the Natanz plant had produced uranium at 60% fissile purity, bringing it closer to the level required for nuclear weapons. 
Sports now, and in football, Barcelona have won the Copa del Rey, beating Athletic Roma Bilbao in the final in Seville. Lionel Messi scored twice in a 4-0 victory, with Antoine Griezmann and Frankie de Jong getting the other goals as Barca won the trophy for a record-extending 31st time. In England, Chelsea are through to the FA Cup final after beating Manchester City in the first semi-final at Wembley. Moroccan international Hakim Ziyech scored the only goal of the game to send Chelsea into the final for the fourth time in five years. Here's their manager, Thomas Tuchel. I'm very, very happy and, and proud and we deserve the win, which is uh, most important. We did not, we were very active, we did not get passive and we deserve the win against clearly one of the best teams with the best manager. Staying in England, Sheffield United have been relegated from the Premier League after losing 1-0 at Wolves, while Newcastle boosted their hopes of staying up after beating West Ham 3-2. In Germany, Hansi Flick has confirmed that he'll be leaving Bayern Munich at the end of the season. He made the announcement after Bayern won 3-2 at Wolfsburg on Saturday to go seven points clear at the top of the Bundesliga. Here's the BBC's John Bennett with more. This has been coming for a few weeks now. Speculation was growing, so no big surprise that Hansi Flick has taken this decision. There have been reports in Germany that he's been unhappy with Bayern Munich's recruitment strategy. He does have an uneasy relationship as well with the club's sporting director. It wouldn't be a surprise if he becomes the Germany national team manager, but at the moment he has just announced that he's leaving Bayern Munich. In other news, the Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton will be on pole position for today's Emilia-Romana Grand Prix in Italy. He edged out the Red Bulls of Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen at Imola to claim his 99th pole of his career. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government considers whether to tighten COVID-19 measures after a man tests positive after 21 days of hotel quarantine. A survey suggests the pandemic is taking a toll on the mental health of students and China and the United States pledge to work together on climate change. And that's all the news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Ladies and gentlemen, of the class of 99, wear sunscreen. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh, never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they've faded. But trust me. In 20 years, you look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future. Or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind, the kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. 
Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste your time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead. Sometimes you're behind. The race is long. And in the end, Tony with yourself. Remember compliments you receive. Forget the insults. If you succeed in doing this, tell me how. Keep your old love letters. Throw away your old bank statements. Stretch. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. Get plenty of calcium. Be kind to your knees. You'll miss them when they're gone. Maybe you'll marry. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have children. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll divorce at 40. Maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th wedding anniversary. Whatever you do, don't congratulate yourself too much. Or berate yourself either. Your choices are half chance. So are everybody else's. Enjoy your body. Use it every way you can. Don't be afraid of it or what other people think of it. It's the greatest instrument you'll ever own. Dance. Even if you have nowhere to do it but in your own living room. Read the directions, even if you don't follow them. Do not read beauty magazines. They will only make you feel ugly. Get to know your parents. You never know when they'll be gone for good. Be nice to your siblings. They're your best link to your past and the people most likely to stick with you in the future. Understand that friends come and go, but with a precious few, you should hold on. Work hard to bridge the gaps in geography and lifestyle, because the older you get, the more you need the people you knew when you were young. Live in New York City once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live in Northern California once, but leave before it makes you soft. Travel. Accept certain inalienable truths. Prices will rise. Politicians will philander. You too will get old. And when you do, you'll fantasize that when you were young, prices were reasonable, politicians were noble, and children respected their elders. Respect your elders. Don't expect anyone else to support you. Maybe you have a trust fund. Maybe you'll have a wealthy spouse. Never know when either one might run out.